Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. It feels so good to sit down. Some people say, well, you could sit while you're preaching. Not me. I can. I tried that once. It just doesn't work. Well, Holy Spirit, we just continue to invite your presence. We know that you're with us, but we want to make you welcome. Lord, there was the Holy Spirit in the worship, but Lord, we need the Holy Spirit in the Word. Lord God, we need the Holy Spirit to help me to to communicate. We need the Holy Spirit, Lord, to help the hearer to hear. Lord God, we need the Holy Spirit to raise our faith level. We need the Holy Spirit, Lord God, to quicken our hearts so that we can receive healing, Lord, even during the message, Father God. For Lord God, you're not limited to, to uh, you're not limited to uh, uh, planned uh, an agenda, Lord God, of when healing should take place. Lord, you, Lord, you could heal in the worship. You can heal in the message. Lord, you can heal, Father God, as we're just fellowshipping with each other. And so, Lord, we just thank you and praise you, Father God, that there is no limit, Father God, to your ability in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just want to just say this, that no matter what happens in the world, how many of you know we're living in a changing world? Well, the... The king, the, our God doesn't change. He said, I'm the Lord God, I change not. So, you know, I, uh, I ministered on um, favor, favor, the eternal purpose of God. You know that no matter what happened through this last week, God's eternal purpose is still favor. He still favors you. You say, oh, but it was, it was bad last week, Pastor. It doesn't matter. God's favor is eternal purpose, and so God is going to continue to pour out his favor upon you. His, another word for favor would be grace. Maybe some of you understand grace better. But grace is not just, God, uh, grace is not just um, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is also God's divine enablement. And so whatever God says about you, you are. Whatever God says about you, he empowers you to bring it to pass. Whatever God says about you and you don't believe, he's going to get you in a position to where you will say, uncle, do you know what that means? (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to get into fights it was just the neighborhood. What can I say? Fight or die. My dad said, if I ever hear you getting in a fight, I'm going to whip you, boy. And I thought, well, I can either get two whippings, 
let them whip me and my dad whip me or I can whip them and then just get one whipping. So anyway, but anyway, we would, uh, we would get the, try to get the guy down on the ground, you know, get him in a chokehold, get him in a headlock, get him in something to where they had to say uncle. And that means I give up, I quit. Hallelujah. Well, God is going to get us into a place where when he says something about you and you don't believe it and you don't agree with it, he's going to wrestle with you until you say uncle. When I was a kid, there was a TV show called The Man from Uncle. Well, anyway, some of you shaking your head. I see we've got some oldies in here. But what I want to share with you uh, uh, this morning is, is that you are... I'll just say it this way. I am what I am by the grace of God. And you can say that about yourself. I am what I am by the grace of God. Some of you say, well, you know, I don't really know what God says about me. Well, that's why it's good to hear, hear the word. It's also good to feed on the word yourself. The word of God you know, you can get the Word of God through reading. You can get the Word of God through hearing, what uh, preaching. You can get that Word of God by in prayer and saying, Lord, what do you say about me? And God will, be, God will tell you. God will tell you what He thinks about you. And if it all comes back negative, you're not hearing God. You are not God, you know, God, if you hear, oh, you're worthless, I don't know why I ever, no, that's not the, that's not God, that's the enemy, because the Bible says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. The scripture says, the scripture says that God blesses us. Actually, the song, one of the songs we sang this morning was a priestly prayer from Numbers chapter 6 that God commanded the priest to say to the people of God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. What's it mean to have the Lord's face to shine upon you? That means he is smiling at you when he's looking at you. <laughs> have you ever been around somebody... Have you ever been around somebody that just never smiled and was always growling at you and just, you know, you just didn't want to be around them? There's other people that are, you know, they're smiling. They're balcony people. They lift you up. Well, God's a balcony person, and he wants to lift you up, lift you higher. Yes. There's a, a Ron Cannoli song that goes like this. Lift him up, his name be lifted higher. Lift him up, exalt his holy name. Well, you know when you lift him up, he lifts you up. Come on, he lifts you up. Well, pastor, I'm pretty low. Well, you know, it's. have you ever seen these, uh, these new jets when they take off? They don't go, they go, they just go straight up, man. I mean, what a ride. What a ride. You say, I'm low, pastor. Woo! Get ready for a woo. God's ready to take you up, man. He's ready to lift you up. I want to share, uh, so I can get to the message. <laughs> Let's go to Proverbs chapter, uh, chapter 3. 
In verse 1, I am what I am by the grace of God. Actually, uh, the, the main point of this scripture, even though I'm going to start before I get, get to it, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You know, if he's directing your path, it is always in to favor, prosperity, and success. The Bible says he always leads us into triumph. I thought triumph was victory. Victory is not triumph, and triumph is not victory. Triumph is after the war's already won and Christ has gotten the victory, the triumph is the parade. In other words, he leads you to the parade. He's already beat the devil. He's already beat your enemy. Now it's time for you to wake up and come to the parade. Some of you still, uh, still fighting the battle. Oh, I'm fighting the battle, Pastor. I don't know who you're fighting. God says you've already won. Now it's time to get to the parade. Let's just start with uh, Proverbs 3, 1. He says, my son, forget not my law, which would be the word of God. He said, but let your heart keep my commandments, or let your heart keep my word, for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. So the word of God will add to you length of days. The word of God will add to you long life, and the word of God will add to you peace. Pastors say, well, you know, uh, when it's your time, it's your time. That's not what this scripture says. This scripture says that you can add to your days. The scripture says you can add long life to, some of you might not want to. I've actually heard people say they want to die. You know what I heard? I, uh, I heard, uh, I, I was listening to this guy that had uh, tried to commit suicide, he failed. But one of the things he said was, as soon as you let go of the bridge, you regret it. As soon as you let go, you regret it. Well, I'll tell you why, because the enemy... The accuser of the brethren is pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And as soon as you let go, well, my job's done. Yeah, I used to say this. Might as well say it again. If you think you want to die, fill up your bathtub and stick your head underwater and see how much you want to die. You might be under there a second or two or a couple or a minute, but I'll tell you what, you'd be coming up sucking for air. I've heard people tell me they wanted to die. And then when it was time, they weren't ready. They wanted another, they wanted to live. Wow. For length of days and long life and peace. I don't, you know, God's just not here to give you a long life of misery. He doesn't want you to have a long life of suffering. He says long life and peace, long life and shalom. 
Shalom is not just a, a, um, a, an emotional peace. Shalom is health. Shalom is prosperity. Shalom is you are freed from your enemies. Long life and peace shall the word of God give you when you not only when you not only receive it on Sunday morning, but you'll but you'll remember it through the week. You don't have to have your face in the Bible all the time, but you know what? When you start getting discouraged, it's time to bring up a word that was spoken and say, "Hey, you know the pastor said that I can have long life with peace." I've got to, I was just telling somebody before the, before the service this morning, uh, you know, you know how the accuser of the brethren is, the devil I'm talking about. The accuser of the brethren wants to put you down, drive you down, grind you, keep your nose to the grindstone. What do you do? What do you get when you keep your nose to the grindstone? You get a flat nose. That's what you get. Yeah, bloody nose. Well, you get a flat nose after the bloody nose. Well, that's not God's, that's not God's plan for your life. The enemy will come along and he'll start, you know, talking to me, saying to me, and I just say, I prefer grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? That little, that little thought that wants to torment me, wants to move me, want to, want to bring me and get me into worry, doubt, fret, fear, and whatever, it just fades away. It just fades away. Great. You know, and that's just a... Some people say, well, that's just a greeting. My Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It is all good. It is all profitable. Well, what am I listening to? Thank you, Lord. For, long, for length of days, long life, and peace will they add to thee. You know, and I'll still hear it again. Well, it was their time. Maybe. Maybe not. Because, you know, there are things in the Bible that says you can subtract from your life. You know, there's an addition and a subtraction. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to subtract from your life? Or do you want to add to your life? Well, I'm not just talking about adding time. I'm talking about adding time and peace and purpose and joy. Come on. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my life, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come on. Bless the Lord. 
Well, he goes on to say, let not mercy and peace forsake you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Think it's good to have a wife that's a preacher. She gets you back in order. Because <laughs> I got peace on my mind. <laughs> good thing to have on your mind. Anyway, let not mercy and truth forsake you. In other words, it can get away. Uh, yeah, you can say that again. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Well, it can forsake you when problems come. It can forsake you when the accuser of the brethren come. Anybody know what I'm talking about Am I, when I talk about the accuser of the brethren? Am I the only one that the devil tempts? Am I the only one in here? You act like, what's wrong with you, man? No, no temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God will, with the temptation, also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. In other words, not just keep on bearing the temptation, but get, but get released, get the, get the escape, get out from under the burden of the temptation. Thank you, Lord. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Write them. In other words, mercy and truth are just trying, to, they're like birds trying to get away. Got to tie them to you. Got a time to you. Got to write them in your heart. He goes on to say, "So you shall find favor." Amen. So, in other words, when I keep the word in my heart, when I uh, when I don't let mercy and truth forsake me, I find favor. God wants to give you favor, but you got to be able to find. You know. Uh, Have you ever gone Easter egg hunting? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, we got to where we got tired of making those eggs. So we get those little plastic things and put candy or quarters. Candy or quarters. You mean you still do that? I can't help it. I got grandkids. They know Jesus. They know what it's all about. They know Jesus rose from the dead but they still like candy, and they still like quarters. They probably like the quarters more. It's not just one quarter. They, you put a stack of them in there. So you have to find it. It's already given, but you got to find it. You know, and they're all excited about it. They're more excited than if you just gave it to them. They'd, they get more excited about looking for it than they are about you just handing them some money or handing them a bag. You can hand them a bag of uh, Reese's Pieces. Not Reese's Pieces. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the little mini ones. You know, the mini ones, if you eat enough of them, they're just as good as the big one. Sometimes I think they're better. I, you know, I don't know why. I just think those little ones are better. 
eat enough of them. He still is good. But we have to look for it. It's already given. Just got to look for it. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. I was going to bring a, a staff, but I forgot it. I have a walking stick. I don't need it. Sometimes I do. If you go up in the mountain, you know, the, the rocks sometimes are a little loose, you know. Especially when you're coming down the mountain, you need something to steady you. But I sometimes I just like to carry it. I think, well, maybe if a dog comes along, I can protect myself. But you know what? Your staff is like your understanding. You begin to lean on it. You begin to lean on your... And, you know, there's nothing wrong with understanding. God gave it. You know, understanding's wonderful. I'd rather have somebody with understanding than somebody that lost their understanding. <laughs> yeah, the conversation is much, much more pleasant. If they still have understanding. The problem is, is when we think our understanding is superior to God's intelligence. And so, in other words, we start leaning on our own understanding. What is leaning? I'm leaning on it for support. So instead of leaning on the Lord, remember that song, learning to lean, learning to lean, I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I ever need. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Hallelujah. So instead of leaning into my own, God doesn't want you to throw away your understanding. Don't get that. Don't, don't, don't mistake that. Because he gives you, if you've got good understanding, that's a blessing. Believe me. I talked to some people, and I where'd they lose theirs? But anyway, that's just a thought. I can't help but say this, because this was 100 years ago when we first started the church. But some guy came up to me, and he told me, he said, he said, God gave me the gift of wisdom. And I'm thinking, dear God, God, <laughs> I don't know what kind of wisdom he got from the Lord, but it wasn't anything I was familiar with. But anyway, oh, I'm going to get into humility later, but if I get there, thank you, Lord. Let's, let's, so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does acknowledge mean? Acknowledge means that I notice the Lord. Acknowledge means that I confess the Lord. Not just what, not just that I confess the Lord back when I got saved, but I confess the Lord in the situation I'm in right now. Lord, I thank you that you are in the situation with me right now, I thank you that you are in my home right now to bring peace between husband and wife, to bring peace between children, to bring peace 
between parents and children. I thank you. I acknowledge you, Lord, that you are with me when I go to work. Lord God, I thank you that you bring peace between me and other employees. I thank you, Lord, that you are with me to bring peace Peace between me and my employer. I thank you, Lord, that I have favor with law enforcement. You know, that's a good thing to have. It is a good thing to confess what you, what the God says you have. Acknowledge. It means to identify with God. It means to admit that you are a son or daughter. I acknowledge God's my father. And God acknowledges you as, your, as his son and daughter. God acknowledges you. He's not, as a matter of fact, the scripture says in Hebrews that he is not ashamed to call you brethren. God's not ashamed of you. God's not ashamed of you. That's a good thing to know because that gives me peace that I can come to him. That, gives, that lets me know I can come into his presence. That's why he says to come boldly before the throne room of grace. To acknowledge God means to respect him. To acknowledge God means to recognize. Sometimes you need to recognize God in this situation. You say, well, I don't see God in this. Well, you might need to look. I might as well say this now. How many of us have been praying the Lord's Prayer? Anybody? I'll tell you what it is. It's um, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've been praying that for years. Well, God says there is no racial discrimination in heaven. Amen. Got quiet. Half of, us, half of us got quiet. There is no God says I am not a respecter of persons. He doesn't elevate one group above another group. And we better start recognizing this because heaven does not have what is rampant in the earth today. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I, must, I was not raised in a home. Oh, I'll just say it this way. I was raised in a home that was bigoted. It was bigoted. But you know what? Heaven's not, God's not bigoted. That's why the Bible says that you have to renew your mind. You know, uh, I did say earlier that you have to look for, uh, that you have to look for, uh, what, look uh, mercy and truth. Well, Lord, yes, I'm expecting mercy. No, no you got to give mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive 
mercy. You don't give mercy, don't expect mercy. Just a thought. Anyway, do you, how do you spell faith? Don't answer. Because faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is a risk. You know, in some, some countries, and even could be here too, and even some families, if you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are taking a risk. Because some families will either laugh you out or kick you out. Some families would even dare to kill you. Honor killing. So risk is spelled R-I-S-K. So we're in Romans chapter... We're in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. He says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God that quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. You know, I like to take the Bible and apply it to me. Now, fortunately... I don't have to wait for 100 years to have babies. Or I got mine. And my baby has babies. But this scripture applies to you and me. Whatever God, he said, he said, God said to Abraham, I made you. You know what? God has spoken about you, and he says, I made you. I made you. Every person in this room, God has said something about you that he said, I made you. I made you. I made, for Abraham, I've made you a father of many nations. And even God who quickens the dead, what that means is, even if it looks like there's no possible way for what God says about you to come to pass, God says, I'm going to, even if you were dead, I could raise you up and bring it to pass in your life. So whatever God says about you, and it doesn't look like it's possible for it to happen, God says, I'll made, I made you. Because he calls those things that be not as though they were. Let me give you, I just heard an example yesterday. And uh, so I'm going to give it to you. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have, uh, kids didn't have cell phones. There was a phone in the house, and it was nailed to the wall. And if you wanted to make a call, you had to go inside the house to get to the phone that was on the wall. And it didn't move. That came a little bit later. At least it wasn't one of these. It was one of these. <laughs> but anyway, if, if your mom wanted to get a hold of you and you were a block away, you didn't have a cell phone. Steven! 
you know, I, I wasn't there. I did not appear. I, I wasn't there. But I came in the manifestation. <laughs> you, ever, you ever had, a, in my neighborhood, everybody had dogs, you know, and they, they didn't have leash logs, laws at the time. And you just call your dog. You didn't see it, but you call your dog and it would come. It would appear. You know, God, whatever God's promised you is already in a reality. You're just calling it into manifestation. You're calling it into manifestation. Thank you, Lord. Let me just give you a few things that God said about you. He said, I've made you. I've made you forgiven. I've made you cleansed. I've made you a person of authority. You have authority. I've made you my child. I've made you a new creation. Some of you don't, might not understand that, but the Lord told me this morning, tell him it's a heavenly, you are a heavenly creation. You are made out of heaven's material. Say, so, well, I don't look any different than I. It's not about what you look like on the outside. It's what you are yes. on the inside. You are a heavenly creature on the inside of you. You're blessed. You're his dwelling place. You are the head and not the tail. Maybe some of you know, uh, the head and not the tail. You know, uh, John Hagee used to say this. He said, uh, he said, the head is a much more pleasant place to be than the tail. <laughs> it's a better view, and it's just more pleasant. You know, you might get to the same place. You're riding the same animal. You're riding the same animal, but how do you, but God says, I've made you the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You're victorious. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You're freed from condemnation. So any of you having thoughts that God does not like you, love you, he's condemning you. Those are not from him. Right. I wanted to say this. You are the light of the world. Yes. You are the salt of the earth. The earth needs you yes. now. Yes. The earth needs you now. Salt is a preservative. It just doesn't make things taste good. It is a preservative. It keeps, it, they used to use it to keep meat from rotting. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light. Of, you say, oh, it's so dark. Well, bless God. That's why he said you are the light of the world. You are a partaker of his divine nature. You are healed. You're filled with his power, and you are blameless. I love that. I love saying that. Because I love hearing it. 
I am blameless. I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that your people are what you say they are. They are people of authority. They are people with the power of the Holy Spirit. They are people that are salt and light. They are people that affect change in the world. I thank you, Father God, that whatever they sense about themselves, Lord God, that is contrary to your word, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And I speak light and life, Lord God, because you have made them. You have made them in Jesus' name. If, you're, uh, if you have a problem in your body, the scripture says, uh, the centurion said, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. If you have a problem in your body, put your hand on it right now. I'm going to pray. If you can't, just put it in a general location. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now for the power of the Holy Spirit being released. Lord God, within each and every believer right now, I command all pain to go. I command every source of sickness, disease, and pain, I command it to flee. In Jesus' name, I command every tormenting spirit, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. I speak life right now. I speak life and health in the name of Jesus. I speak peace to your body in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank you right now for the power of your Holy Spirit just touching people, bringing people, Lord God, into the reality of your presence, the reality of your love. And I thank you that Jesus is still the Savior. I thank you that Jesus is still the Redeemer. I thank you that Jesus is still the Deliverer. And I thank you that Jesus is still the soon-coming King. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks and praise and honor and glory. And uh, as, as, I, as I let you go, I'm going to just say this. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I would be happy to pray for you at this time. We're going to dismiss, but if you've never accepted Christ and you want to, I'm just going to ask you to come forward, and I'll lead you in a prayer of salvation. So would you stand, please? <laughs>